When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday, homies. What the? Homies? homies. <laughs> the fuck? Homie. Did you feel that curveball come at you? Do you no. like that? Out of left field, that was. Woo! Holy shit. Like all of the Yankees batters yesterday. <laughs> dinger, dinger, <laughs> dinger. Uh, as we record right now, the Blue Jays are a game behind Boston and Seattle in the wild card race. The Yankees are ahead by three games over Toronto. Dave, is the Jays' postseason hopes gone now that they lost last night? And so did Boston. Would have been an opportunity to tie it up. Yeah, so it's not over yet, but the fate is no longer just in their hands. Yeah. So they're going to have to see some things happen with the Red Sox and with the Mariners in their series. Fuck Seattle. Yeah. I hate the Yankees with a passion. I, mm. I, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And when the playoffs roll around, if the Jays don't make the playoffs, I'm pretty much rooting for um, a National League team to win the whole thing just because I, I can't root for the Rays because I hate them. Fuck the Rays. Uh, I can't root for the Yankees. Fuck them. Yeah. Like Brett Gardner, <laughs> who is uh, a player for the, fuck the Red Sox, too. Yeah. Them throw all. them in there, too. All of them. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, as of Monday, if the Jays don't make the playoffs, you'll see me walking around in my San Francisco Giants hat because uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. that's who I'm going for um, from the National League. But this, I want to say this now for Jays fans who uh, two quick things about it. One, if the team loses, it doesn't always mean that they did something wrong. The other teams are good teams. They're professional baseball players. It's not like they're playing against grade six kids mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the Jays screwed something up. It's not always their fault. So I'm watching this team. I'm watching their passion in the last couple of games. This team is going to win. And this team is going to win soon. It might not be this year, but this team is built to win. And they're going to do it. They're getting better and better. Vlad is going to get better. Bo is going to get better. Believe it or not, George Springer, when he's healthy, is going to be the elite player that everyone expected him to be. They will win. Mm-hmm. Don't forget... Uh uh, Ray and Ryu. And then yep. We got a great staff of pitchers, too, and it didn't look that way at the beginning of the season, but they turned out to be all right. Yeah. So, oh, well, look at that. A little sports talk in after nine. You got to like that. Yeah. I'm going to the game tonight, too, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh, against against Baltimore. Right. So I'm looking for like a straight up ass whooping by the Jays tonight. Are, are you? Go ahead, Kat. Don't open weather? Don't open weather? Question mark? Yeah, I think, well, they have to because of the, the COVID oh, restrictions. So they have no choice. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be 30,000 people. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be open air as far okay. as I know. Now they have, in some cases when there was bad weather, they would close it like three quarters of the way, uh, to cover most of the field. And there's that little strip of, of weather that comes through. Um, but I, I don't think the weather looks bad for tonight. It might just be no. a little bit chilly, chilly. but man, wear a jacket. I, listen, outdoor baseball is the way to go. Um, and when the Rays end up playing in Montreal, I'm going to have quite a conundrum because I miss the Expos. Um, but it's the Tampa Bay Rays. So they're going to split their time between Montreal and Toronto or in uh, Tampa. <laughs> and I'm going to be torn. Like, what do you call them? The, the Expos. You can't call them the, the Toronto or the Montreal Rays. That doesn't make any sense. And you wouldn't call them the Tampa Expos. So my um, recommendation is that we just call them the X-Rays. I'm pretty. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. Yeah. I <laughs> I can't say for certain that there's no stingrays in the St. Lawrence. So <laughs> I can tell you there's not. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that for certain, Dave. So you go out there on that limb yourself. Fair. OK, let's get to a couple other things uh, in this episode of After Nine. There's going to be a couple sex topics coming up. So if you don't like uh, conversations about sex, then. Why are you listening to this when have you, Yeah, like when There's have we ever done that? literally a million of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're listening to that correct podcast. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if you don't like sex, then don't listen to this coming up. You can fuck off, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck um, yourself. Don't hang out with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Hey, uh, are they going to be opening up the dome at, at Scotiabank Arena, by the way, for the Leafs? <laughs> 
Just rip no, the roof off no, of it. We're not doing that because no. I don't understand why there's such sticklers about it for the Jays, but they're not for for the Leafs. Uh, Montreal is going to full capacity at the Bell Center once the regular season wow. starts. Yeah, that's uh, 19,000. It's almost 20,000 people. And, and they're going to be full. But everybody in there will be fully vaccinated. So uh, way to go, Quebec, for following the the numbers and and doing the right thing. I think that's fantastic that they're going to do that. Have either of you gone anywhere yet with your uh, vaccine receipts? Yeah, I was at a restaurant last Saturday, and they didn't ask me for it originally, so the waitress had to come back over when she brought the water and, and say, uh, sorry, I forgot to ask. Can I see your va- vaccine passport? It wasn't awkward. I didn't mind doing it. I am fully vaccinated, so I got nothing to hide there. Yeah. But uh, there were some people outside who claimed they were fully vaccinated but forgot their receipt. So they had to sit on the patio. Mm. Losers. That'll learn you real good to bring it. <laughs> Especially when it gets cold. And then well, I, they have a space set up for just people outside in the winter. <laughs> oh, you didn't bring it? Okay, you're going to go sit in there with a snowbank. It does really call you out, though. And I'll give you an example. When I was at the mall, my daughter was like, oh, I'm hungry. I want some lunch. So over the weekend, we went to the mall food court. Well, you have to show that in order to sit down and eat. That's how it works. You could tell the people that either didn't bring their stuff with them, and that's totally fine. They forgot it happened. But they were sitting on benches outside, like outside of the food court doors. Oh, that's so weird. Like what? just sitting there eating their food from a tray, just sitting from by a like, tray outside of the bed. By a fern? It's so, <laughs> yes, exactly by a fern. Like that's what happened. And there was a few of them lined up there. And it almost like calls people out. And yeah. it doesn't, you don't know their scenario. Like you mentioned, Scott, people forgot. It's the beginning, right? What, people what was it? Was it bourbon chicken, Jimmy the Greek or New York fries? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just went, oh, man, that sucks. Because they obviously just wanted a bite, but they still needed to do things at the mall. Yeah. Or still, so where else do you go? You're not going to sit your ass on the ground in the mall. You can't eat in the mall. Like, yeah. So you got to get out. So they were literally like sitting. One was sitting on the curb. I saw a woman on the bench, like one next to a plant. It's true. This poor just woman eating. is sneaking a souvlaki into the, waiting, into the dressing room at like La Senza. <laughs> just, just to find a place I just to need sit. somewhere to sit. It's, it's, it's strange. It's an interesting time. I've had two of them. One, the first person uh, I asked, I said, you need to check the, the passport thing. Um, I didn't say passport, but you know what I mean. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I just opened up the piece of paper. Cool. You're good. And then I, I stopped somewhere last night and they, they asked for my ID to, to compare it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, so that's how you're supposed to do it. That's okay, how you're supposed it. to do right, it, yes, fair. and ask for the ID. Yes. Well, what a pain in the butt for them to have to do that, too. It is, but I mean, uh, this is apparently our path back to normal. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're doing it. There's a, some really questionable things going on here, though. Uh, for example, uh, Kingston Sports Pub, J-A-K-K Tuesdays, Jack Tuesdays in Kingston, has just had their liquor license revoked because they failed to enforce the vaccine passport certificate, whatever you want to call it. They had signage posted at the pub that indicated they would not comply with vaccination requirements that took effect this month. My question to you, uh, Jack Tuesdays in Kingston, is, all right, now you're shut down. Are you happy? Are you happy? I mean, okay, you proved a point. But you lost your business. You lost your liquor license. Was it really worth it to prove a point? Because there's a lot that have just flat uh, flat out said, okay, we're going to close down our dining room. We don't agree with this. So we're going back to takeout and delivery only. And hopefully people will support us for that. No problem. But to just openly defy the rules and have to have the cops and the AGCO come in because they did get a lot of complaints. Have to come in and rip your liquor license off the wall. Was it really worth it? Did you accomplish anything here? Because, you know, I mean, the the certificates will go away. Are you going to get your liquor license back, though? I mean, one of the biggest knocks on a business is not adhering to public health requirements. Was it worth it? That's what I want to know. I'm okay if you don't agree with it. And I'm okay if you make that known. That's perfectly fine. But then I started hearing the owner talk. And I was like, oh, here uh, we go. That makes, those... And that might make a huge difference for yeah. people who maybe want to support or or their feelings on it. Well, so this was not good. I didn't hear No, it. right away he started in on the um, masks. Oh, the masks thing was stupid to begin with. We didn't agree with that. And it was just like, oh, boy, okay. here we go. Yeah. So it's like you're doing, not, you're doing yourself no favors when you when you go that route. And I, I don't know. I kind of shook my head. And I'm like, dude, this is like he's, he's out there. Because like, he's starting to say things like... Um, 
uh, well, you know, there's a, there's a silent majority of people out there and they all agree with what we're doing and they agree with us. And it's just like this mob mentality kind of thing. And, and we're going to be the uprising and, and, you know, PPC party was, it was all about, um, you know, making sure that, that we aren't going to be pushed around by the government. I'm like, how did that work out for them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're at a business. Yeah. I, how, yeah. How, how did that go? Ugh. I mean, I think it's ridiculous, but there's also people that, and I am amazed that anybody fell for this. Anybody that watched this video thought it was serious. I'm going to play for you a confrontation, quote unquote, that happened here where a man, a woman, and their kids decided they were going to go into uh, their local arena. Well, you can't do that unless you've been fully vaccinated and have your vaccine receipt. They were trying to force an encounter with the cops. And sure enough, the facility did what they were asked to do. They called the cops because somebody forced their way in and wouldn't leave. They recorded the whole thing. Listen to a little bit of this interaction. This lady right here. Why are you asking her to leave? Okay, this is between her and us, not yourself. Why are you asking her to leave? Yes, sir. You can go over here. No. So you can give us a ticket to identify yourself to us right now for <laughs> trespass to property because they asked you not. To this is a public facility that we paid for. They've asked you to leave. You said we're no. not trespassing. We're taking part in a facility okay, that sir, everybody else is taking part here, in. Ma'am. Okay. Do you have identification on you? Because you will be arrested under trespass to property at the request of the facility. You don't want to do this in front of your children, right? We are not trespassing. Yes, you are. Okay. Yeah, you are. You And you get the kids crying and mom it looked like she was kind of resisting a little bit, but eventually complied and put her hands behind her back. This was a completely set up and staged thing to try and force an encounter to try and get video of kids crying over their mom getting arrested. How does anybody not see that this was a staged thing to try and draw attention to it? This isn't a matter of, oh, society's being divided. This was staged. And the fact that that happened in front of those people's kids is deplorable. Why would you want three young kids to watch their mother get arrested? They forced that, not the cops. I thought the cops handled that very well. Am I wrong? No, everyone just wants their viral moment. That's, I don't know, that's the gist I get from it. It's like, oh, let's do this, and then we'll really, we'll, you know, we'll, again, cause an uproar about this. Let's go. I don't know. It seems very, it seems like that to me. And I have a pretty good sense of what seems pretty staged and set up, and that seems pretty set up. And it, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people are watching that actually feeling bad for them. I really don't. I think that probably backfired. Maybe that's just me. Maybe people are on their side or more people than, than not, but I'm certainly not. I bet you're not one of these people who does these videos and goes out and screams about the charter of rights and freedoms ever took a class past high school on civics, on any of that stuff at all, at all. And now they're experts. It's just the viral moment is exactly what they're looking for. And they're going to find people who agree. They're going to find people who want to be mad. So they're going to get it. They're going to get what they're looking for because they're also going to ignore the majority of people who are like, this is, this is really dumb. And this is your own fault. You get arrested in front of your child. Like your kid's crying. You have no one else to blame but yourselves. Like for that, that was, that was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, you should be ashamed of yourself. And who's the husband there? We have a right to participate in a facility. We pay for this. Like, Get off with this whole thing. I feel bad for the kid. Our taxes. Yeah, it makes me sad for the kid. These people that are, you know, and I have to think these are otherwise probably fairly good law-abiding citizens. I can't for the life of me figure out why you would try and force getting arrested. And the charge is legitimate. It's trespassing. If you're asked to leave, you have to leave. I, I don't understand why you're trying to force this, potentially ending up with a criminal record over this. I mean... I, I, I get the gravity of the whole thing, but why are you doing this? Right. Another, I, yeah. another good example of, was it worth it? Back to back. Was it worth yeah, it? That's the question, right? Was right? it worth it? I, I don't mean to make a false comparison here, but it was kind of interesting to see yesterday with the, the day of truth and reconciliation, seeing a lot of people online saying, get over it. Like our, our generation had nothing to do with it. And, you know, you're really like milking this whole thing. And it was just interesting that a lot of those people who are saying that are the same ones who are screaming and angry when they're asked to wear a mask 
or they're they're asked that they have to comply with some 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 guidance and some rules like it seems like you're pretty triggered pretty quick yeah you know and you but you're gonna go ahead and tell somebody else that they they should they should move on they should let it go when it comes to this new holiday that we have for truth and reconciliation i mean yeah there's gonna be people who do the whole get over it thing i wish they wouldn't i mean Uh, we have some some things that we need to discuss here. Some of them have been outlined in reports issued to the government years ago. There are some things that we have to do. There's some things that we don't even know yet that we have to do, but it's going to come from conversations. One thing I will say about this holiday is I get that it was haphazardly thrown together. This was a recommendation that was made years ago that they only enacted after the first discovery of bodies outside the residential school in Kamloops. And then they just race to do it. September 30th. And while I do think that this yesterday I thought was helpful, I did learn a lot. And I was really encouraged by the amount of people that were wearing orange and sharing the cause and having conversations. But it would have been nice if they gave us just a little bit of guidance, you know, just something from above that this is the holiday. This is what we would like you to do to celebrate. Because one of the things I kept hearing yesterday was it's a day to listen. Today, we listen to the indigenous communities. And there was a lot of people wondering, listen to who? Like, is somebody going to come on TV and talk about it? Do I have to follow an account to, to do? There wasn't a lot of stuff. With Remembrance Day, for example, okay, we all know that at 11 a.m. we pause. We can all go to the Cenotaph. Like, there's basically a criteria for celebrating Remembrance Day. But there wasn't any criteria here for celebrating Truth and Reconciliation Day. And I feel like that was a bit of a missed opportunity. There was people who wanted to get engaged, but didn't really know how. Or so where to I go. Think, what resources do you count yeah, on? You know, and, yeah. and it kind of got left up to others, teachers, broadcasters, things like that, like to, to source this stuff out. And maybe we're getting the message right. But we're learning too. So it's tough. Like it would have been nice to have some of that, like you said, the criteria. I think that would be really important. And I think that would be really helpful. I think especially for the first year when we were trying to figure out whether this day was going to be like a Canada Day or whether it was going to be like a Remembrance Day where Canada Day, we're all off. Everybody, everybody's off all the way across the board. But then on Remembrance Day, we're not all unified in that. Mm. Like a lot of people will work it. A lot of people will be in school that day. But in other provinces, they aren't. So it would be nice to know which one to expect and it'd be nice to know what resources we can use and and there were some but it, it wasn't wasn't readily pushed and readily available and say like this is the uh, it would be nice to have some direction you're absolutely right well and i mean like you mentioned it, is, it was the first year so i caught a little bit of slack there i i do think that we do need better guidance all in all about where to go what are th- what are the appropriate places i know a lot of people were sharing certain groups um like the Downey Wenjack Fund, mm-hmm. for example, like all those things that we know will go to the right places right. and they're being pushed by the communities that they should be pushed by. So that lets me know, okay, I'm going to go to that. That's the good resource. But not everybody got that message. So I totally agree there. Hopefully we can figure out something across the board where it's like a remembrance day in a way where we know, okay, on this date at this time, we can go here and do that in advance of it. We can purchase, you know, shirts if we want to from the site and we know where the money is going. Cause that mm-hmm. was another thing I saw a lot of people like quickly trying to find orange shirts and that's all well and good. And I saw a lot of those too. I got the chance to actually drop my daughter off at school yesterday. Saw a lot of kids wearing them. That was awesome. Teachers were wearing it, but I was thinking like kind of what a waste because if we could have purchased shirts and they were available at certain places and and people knew where to buy them so that they went into the pockets of people, you know, who are supporting this instead of just going to old Navy and finding the first orange shirt that you could find, how much would have that, would that have helped? Right. So I think there's so many little things that could be helped to make, Next year's September 30th, um, yeah. uh, that much better. And at least we'll have, be on, we'll have a clear understanding of what to do and what to look for. Curious Even to, the prime minister himself yeah. didn't know how to celebrate yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yep. What the fuck, dude? Honestly, you know, Justin, you needed to wait one more sleep. One more sleep and nobody would have said a fucking word about your little surf vacation. Everybody understands we just went through an election. You you campaigned quite aggressively. Fine. Now you've been back at work for a week. And yeah, it's time for a vacay. Why the hell couldn't you wait until this morning to leave? You have a Challenger 300 private jet and the military on standby to fly you anywhere in the world on a moment's notice. You could have got up early this morning and flown to BC. You didn't need to go out there yesterday. And you sure as shit didn't need to lie about it. Yesterday, the prime minister's official itinerary said that he was in Ottawa for private meetings. But 
Toronto Sun decided to check into that. Sure enough, his plane was wheels up, heading out to BC, heading to Tofino for a little surfing vacation. Maybe even that itself could have been overlooked if you hadn't fucking lied about it and said you were in private meetings in Ottawa. Then he made it even worse by saying, oh, well, I've been on the phone with uh, survivors of residential schools all day. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't, but it looks bad, dude. I mean, I don't know who's advising Justin and saying, oh, yeah, it's totally a great time to go on vacation. Are we setting a tone for this holiday going forward? Because it's going to happen every September 30th. Is this a time to get away? Because next year, it's going to be on a Friday. Are we doing a long weekend next September? Are we heading out to Tofino to surf? Well, that's you, Justin. You're the one who started it. That's why it would be nice to have that, the guidance, the conversation about what it's going to look like. I had an interesting talk with somebody a couple of days ago, and we were were discussing Remembrance Day and how it's not a a day off. I'll put it that way. I don't mean to, to diminish the meaning, but it's, you're not. You don't take a day off. You're at work. You're at school. But again, like I said before, in some provinces, you are off. So where do you guys sit with that? Do you think that this should be a day where we don't work? We don't go to school? And the argument that I have for why we should still be working and still be in school is I think that if I was a kid and I had November 11th off every year, I don't think I'd know nearly as much about Remembrance Day Mm -hmm. as I do Mm -hmm. because of what I learned in school. Mm -hmm. And the assemblies and the poppies and all of that. If we, if this was treated like, hey, it's a day off, I think it's treated like, yeah. hey, it's a day off. Hey, kids, guess what? We're going to go to blah today. Yeah. Hey, we're going to. Yeah, that's exactly what it would end up. And that would be the argument that would stop me from saying that I'd want that to be a statutory holiday. Exact mm. same reason. Um, and someone brought that up to me, too. Like, well, if kids aren't there, you know, you can't. It's sad, but you can't um, trust that parents are going to teach their kids all these things. They may yeah. not. You well, then you end up with those parents. Up to it. Yeah, then you end up with those parents that uh, that were filming the thing at the at the facility there and getting arrested yeah, on camera. You know I mean? It's like, like I don't want them teaching their kids anything. Yeah, like sometimes I'm so glad that kids are in school so that they can at least learn it or start those conversations. Maybe that's yeah. just what they need to start a conversation with their parents. Like, why are we walking to the cenotaph? Like, I remember doing those exact same things, Dave, where we took a trip yeah. to the local cenotaph in Cambridge. Wouldn't have done Every it otherwise. Year, we walked there and it was a big thing. We learned about it. We were in the moment. We got to talk to veterans. Like all those things allows me to say I know a lot of a lot about it today yeah. I would I would think so if we don't have those things in place yeah I think most families are going to treat it like a day off that's exactly what they're going to do kids are going to be crushing tv or hanging out with their friends or whatever it's not going to be hey guys for most families hey guys let's get together and discuss what what today is about well it's Scott, not gonna it's not going to Scott started making a point about the days leading up to it like yeah what are we doing then to educate yeah. Well, I am encouraged that they did announce yesterday that I think it's starting in 2023, September 2023, the indigenous curriculum is going to be taught a lot sooner in school. They're going to start in the first grade. Uh, that's good. That's probably yeah. something that should have been done a while ago, and, and they're doing it now, and I think that that's great. So, I mean, going forward, I guess we have a better idea of how we're going to observe this day. I do, however, feel that it really should be an all or nothing kind of thing, because mm-hmm. one of the problems with yesterday is people that were working saw all the people that were off. People that were off saw all the people that were working. And I really do think we should try and align our holidays between federal and provincial a little bit better than we do. It should either be a holiday or not. And if it's just going to be a, a recognized day, but not a day, a paid day off work. Okay, fine. But I think everybody should do the same thing because it was a little weird yesterday. This store is open, but that one's not. Yeah, you can renew your driver's license sticker, but you can't renew your passport. Little things that cause confusion that I think they should line those up. You know what I was disappointed about? Didn't see a Doug Ford video saying, good morning, everybody. Go get an orange donut. Like, (laughs) nom, nom, nom. Yeah, I didn't see one of those yesterday. But why, though? I mean, Doug, this would have been a perfect opportunity for you to head down to your favorite place yeah. and, My local and promote Timmy's, the donuts. I'm here every day. <laughs> I listen to the. You, Doug. <laughs> I listened back to the last week's podcast, and I was just 
it just made me laugh. Like, again, I was part of the conversation and I listened back to it and I was just laughing my ass off at the whole, <laughs> the whole idea of him standing there and just being like, Oh, you know, I come here every day and, uh, every you know, day. Every, every day I'm here, you know, and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, Fuck you, Doug. I'm surprised he hasn't done a roll up the rim to win uh, commercial yet for them. <laughs> You see, folks, it used to be really crazy. You had to, like, take the lid off and then bite the shit out of it like a raccoon, and then you'd find out you didn't win anything. Yeah. Now, you just go on your, your your phone here, and you just fucking swipe, or you can even have them do it for you. You, you know what you could do, peoples, is you could just, uh, you know, uh, tap the app. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I figured it out. You just tap the app. God damn it. I flipped the thing, and I, I rolled the thing, and then I got a free fucking donut. It was amazing. Best day of my life. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> He rolls, he rolls the the uh, the rim on his app right on camera, and it's like you want a mountain bike, and he's like, oh, uh, hang on, hang on, no, no, it's a donut, yeah. <laughs> who, like, wants, who wants a bike? I don't want a mountain bike. <laughs> Can I trade donut. this in for a muffin? Because I don't like to ride anywhere, not with oh, my big truck in the driveway. Yeah, I, but I, I did wonder. I'm like, where's the video yesterday? Like, there was an opportunity to do a serious, real thing, and and encourage like a good thing, I, and. I apologize profusely if I if there was one and I missed it, but I feel like I didn't miss it. No, I don't think you did. That'd be uh, we dedicate an entire week's worth of podcast oh. to Doug doing roll up the rim. That'd be a tremendous thing. Oh. Good morning, folks. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline couple things i want to play for you guys one of the most famous pieces of audio ever is now up for sale huh yep <laughs> it's not that clip of doug <laughs> oh. but how much would that go for yeah. it would go for a lot believe me no i i think that this is actually really cool because the folgers jingle is officially for sale this First off, up, sing it. That's the one. Was that like that uh, was the three of us just seeing? <laughs> smooth as the coffee itself. I was wondering if that was like walk off the earth or something. That was that was intense. <laughs> that was pretty damn smooth. That was nice. Yeah, they're. They're auctioning off the royalties to that. I suppose if you're, I don't know, Maxwell House or Starbucks or Tim's, you could probably take it and just edit out Folgers and put Tim Hortons in your cup. But either way, that's a pretty iconic jingle, and it's for sale. They're can, auctioning it off. Do they don't want it anymore? Explain, explain more to me. Folgers is still a thing, correct? Think so. Oh, Folgers is still a so thing. So why they're just like fuck this jingle? I don't want it anymore. You know what? Like, We've what made enough money off like, of this thing. Let's let somebody else have it. What led them mm-hmm. to be like? Let's just see what happens if we put it up for sale. They don't like it. It's pretty classic. It, let me read you the story. The bidding started at $63,000, and there's already been 16 bids on it. They say, this is the auction house, when I say they, they say the Folgers Jingle Royalties for the past 12 months paid out $11,747 for the composer. Since 2011, the song has earned almost $40,000, with more than half of that coming in the past two years. So Why are they selling it? I believe it is the composer who's yeah. selling it, not actually Folgers. Uh, that was going to, yeah, it's so going to be Folgers my point. Folgers may not be happy with this. Am I correct? Well, so when you, like, same thing for song royalties, too. For, um, like, I know this, the story's related to Metallica. There was a story about the, the Black Album. They were just celebrating the 30th anniversary. Well, the producer, Bob Rock, had royalties and he sold them a few years back. So, like, he has a, a good chunk of change that he makes off of that album that's 30 years old so jingles i guess would be the same thing the composer you know whatever agreement he made when he put that song together got a piece of it and maybe and instead of them saying well we're going to pay you a million bucks they're going to say well, we're going to pay you royalties on it mm-hmm. and maybe it goes somewhere maybe it doesn't so i guess it's kind of like a little bit of a gamble 
and it turned out to be a pretty damn good one. I would imagine this person's made quite a bit of money. Yeah. Uh, well, 40 grand so far for the composer. That's pretty good. And a lot of it came in the last two years. Maybe people Decent. were making more coffee at home during the pandemic. I'm not sure. But either way, I think it's pretty cool that it's for sale. I, I would advise Folgers to buy the rights to that. But it's entirely possible one of their hey. competitors could. Hey, Dave, Anything we, could happen. Dave, could we get John Global on the phone? Because I think yeah. the best part of waking up is Scott and Cat on the radio. On you <laughs> up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's 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 got to be ready to to drop some money on that. Yeah, decent. Okay. Yeah, let's buy it. Let's buy all the Folgers and throw it in the ocean. <laughs> uh, guys, a Florida woman was caught on camera trying to transport a full size couch in her car. Her car is a convertible Mini Cooper. Oh, I love, I love. You know, nothing makes me smile more than seeing photos of shit like this. Is there a photo to go along with this? Uh, not only is there a photo, I've got two witnesses and uh, Lieutenant Greg Bueno from the Florida <laughs> Highway Patrol talking about it. A couch on a car. The couch itself is bigger than the Mini Cooper. That's definitely dangerous. It's not properly strapped down. She's holding it with her right arm. <laughs> it's an obstruction of you. It's simply too large of a, an object to place on top of a Mini Cooper. <laughs> It would have been smarter if she parked the car on top of the couch and then just moved the couch. Because <laughs> he's right. The couch is bigger than the Mini Cooper. What are you thinking? What are you, is, that well, a, is, that, is that a silly question to even ask? About? Like, what are you thinking? Going to hold it down with one arm, like out, out the window. You know what? You see people put things on the roof of their car and they're like, hold it. And, and, like, and she thought, idiot. by the way, she probably thought that's what's going to secure it in place. Yeah. This arm right up here. My arm's not going to fly what off if idiot. this couch goes off the top. <laughs> yeah, idiot. whatever. Guys. We see this every freaking year all the time. in August and June when students are moving in and out of res. Then you get some asshole on a motorcycle trying to move a bar fridge, and it doesn't work. Guys, you need the right vehicle for the right load. What are you doing? A couch in a Mini Cooper? Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? If anything, though... It looks good on the Mini Cooper. Like, oh, the Mini Cooper can haul a fucking. That's in the next. <laughs> that's in the next couch. Mini Cooper commercial. <laughs> if it was a pullout couch, bonus points. It gets incredible mileage. Mm. It's fast. It's sleek, and you can carry a couch in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Not recommended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We well, are not responsible not for any of the dumb decisions you decide to make. <laughs> Guys, speaking of vehicles, Hyundai and Kia are recalling more than five hundred fifty thousand cars and minivans because. The turn signals flash in the opposite direction of what the driver intended. Well, that seems like it could be a problem. You know, that's a big problem. You signal left, but the light goes on right. That fucks up those people behind you. This oh. is the Hyundai Sonata midsize car, 2015 through 2017 model years. Sonata gas electric hybrids, 2016 and 2017. And Kia's Sedona minivan, 2015 to 2017. Hyundai says software in a junction box may not properly interpret signals sent from a multifunction switch. Dealers will update the software at no cost to the owners. Thanks. But they're not going to start sending out the letters until November. Do you know how many people I've given the stink eye to who are bad at signaling mm -hmm. over the years? Either they don't signal or they signal the wrong way or they've left their signal on for 17 kilometers <laughs> and I've been behind them the whole time yeah. and I'll drive beside them and look at them like, what are you doing with your life? And now I find out that if they were in a Kia, it might not have been their fault. Oh, do you feel bad now? I feel bad about some of them. You know what? <laughs> Just, some. <laughs> Just some of them. Software in a junction box. Yeah. How much does this control the car? Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about the wiring and how that shit works, but there's a glitch in there somewhere that says that. Could this have been a more dangerous situation, or is it just like turn signals? So do you think like, ah, not a big deal. You know, someone thought they were turning this way, but they're going into this lane, which could have caused crashes. Oh, 100%. Like really, that could have, that's so dangerous. Sure, could have caused problems. Because if I think someone's going this way, I just keep, oh, I'm going to drive quick you know i'm gonna drive beside them no problem they're going in this lane but nope they're coming in my lane what the fuck i mean that's a big deal i mean it could have been worse could have been like a wheel like you turn the wheel right you go left like right? fuck me right off the cliff like <laughs> so it could look it could have been worse but i'm saying that that's you you think that they would have known i'm not gonna again i'm not gonna pretend i know everything about how this works but uh, at least they caught it uh, that could have that could be bad 
I'm, I'm not an engineer, but I'm going to recommend they test BMWs for that because I seem to see that shit going on a lot with those people. No, they're just pricks. Oh, are they just assholes? Yeah, isn't okay. it amazing that the nicer the car, the less functioning the signal seem to be? <laughs> it's almost like an epidemic in itself. The amount of people who go out and drop big money on a car and then think, well, I don't have to follow the rules of the road anymore. Yeah. Fuck everybody. Signal? <laughs> Fuck that. Not in this car. Do you know how much I paid for this? It's like, listen, turd, like your Audi is nice. But this isn't Days of Thunder. <laughs> and you're not reliving some old glory. Take it easy. This is a road. There's other people on it. Don't be such a selfish prick. Mm-hmm. Like, it does, and stop giving people with nice cars such bad reputations. Yeah, it doesn't help. It's awful. Because, yeah, it's so funny. Like, you don't see somebody in, like, a Honda Fit who's, <laughs> you know, who's a terrible, awful, you know, inconsiderate driver. But it's those, those fancy cars. And maybe it's a generalization. And I'm apologizing to some of you, but not all of you. No. Because there's a lot of jerks. Hey, no. you know some of you need well. to hear this conversation. That's right. Yeah, Turn your fucking signal on, asshole. You know full well if you're going to buy a Beamer, what everybody thinks about it in yep. advance. So yep. I don't think you need to apologize. You know full well, even if you're not a prick, you're like, people are going to think I'm a prick. I need to take this with, uh, I have to take it along with the car. You have no other choice. You are now a prick if you get behind that <laughs> the wheel right. of that vehicle. Yes. Congratulations. Whether you are a prick or not, yeah. you're labeled as a prick. You're going to be a prick? be a coronation of some sort. Yeah. Hey. Do you think people uh, are embracing that then? Like they're thinking, well, I mean, if I'm going to drive a nice car, I'm going to be a dick yeah. anyway. Might as well. Yeah, I'm going to cut them off anyway because that's probably what they think I'm going to yeah. do. <laughs> There's probably a serious heartfelt conversation at home first. You know, like when you go to your significant other and say, honey, I think it's time I got a new car. And that's when your significant other says, well, you are a fucking asshole. So you should probably spend a lot of money and get a a Beamer or an Audi because it suits your personality. And that's how you end up with that shit. Yeah. How many people did I just outrage? (laughs) You imagine, but you're right. Imagine sitting down and having that conversation. Like, do I really want to be treated like, like I'm a jerk? Do I really want to be treated like I don't care? Yeah. Such a nice car, so though. Nice. So it's, nice. It's, gosh, it moves so smooth and just. <laughs> I mean, I'm just so enamored with the rest of the car that maybe I just forgot that the signals were there. You know, I mean, maybe that's all that is. And and I don't want to become one of those people, but I might become one of those people. <laughs> and then you start to figure out if your relationship's going to work because it's like, could you be with one of those people? Could I be with one of those people? Like everything's got to be contemplated. Your life could change forever. Yeah. The perception people have of you on the road is very important you need you need to be you need to be on the right side of this whole argument it's true you wonder if like you enter some kind of a special society when you do purchase a vehicle straight from the dealership do you like, think you get like a congrats. card yeah like, like it's okay there's a there's a qr code here uh when you leave scan this and it's going to give you the rules about the things that you don't have to do anymore <laughs> yeah congratulations it, yeah the, and the plebes that that drive civics and you know kia sorrento's they don't get to come into our inner circle. They don't get to know the things you know. You have joined the nice car Illuminati. Mm. Congratulations. <laughs> From here forward, you can drive straight across the parking lot and not yeah. have to worry about where the actual aisles are in it. It's you, okay. You know, and I love the people that are in Jeeps that see another Jeep coming and they have like a little oh, hand yeah. signal. Hey, Jeep people Club's on cool, man. Yeah. I've been in Jeep Club. It's great. People on motorcycles. You know, yes. when they're driving by somebody on the other side of the road with a motorcycle, they do a little hand signal and yes. everyone's on everyone's on board. Is there like an asshole one? Like it's the yeah. middle finger, Dave. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> they give each other the middle finger. Like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like if you're in a nice car, you can throw a carton of cigarettes out the window <laughs> that nobody cares. Like you just throw just throw your garbage out the window on the highway. It's fine. You're in a nice car. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We don't expect anything different. Yeah. I gotta join the nice car Illuminati. I like that. I know I'm in. I'm in. All right, guys. There's three more things that we got to get to uh, in this episode of After Nine. A smuggler over in India was caught and arrested Monday. He was caught at the airport with two pounds of gold shoved up his asshole. Wow. Two pounds of gold. Now here's the thing. I didn't even know you could get gold melted down into paste form, but that's exactly how he did it. So he had two little baggies. What? Weighed about a pound each of like liquid gold, shoved them right up his ass. So it was like a like a balloon of heroin kind of thing. But very it, similar, it, except it was gold. It's melted gold. Oh. What? Uh, sorry, it was four separate wrappers 
there's a photo of them after they were extracted. <laughs> Why do they need to do that? This guy definitely drives a Benz, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm looking at them now. And... He's had his QR code scanned a couple <laughs> yeah, times. For a while, yeah. yeah, they tell you when you get your QR code for the Nice Car Society, they tell you that you're allowed to melt gold. They give you the, the directions on how to melt gold into paste. Because I'll tell you right, right now, I feel like I'm a pretty educated guy, and I had no idea you could turn it into a paste. Yeah. Can it just sorry? It, it can form again after that and do hard. Yeah, yeah, they wow. can form it back into a gold bar afterwards. Okay. In, in this case, in the little pouches he had them up his ass in, uh, it looks a little bit like a kiwi. Ah, you're never going to eat a kiwi again. Oh no, no, I wasn't going to in the first place, it, but now that you mention it, was it furry? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's fur. I can zoom in, but I don't really want to, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. <grew> for, <laughs> uh, being in radio, we get excited about these sort of things because it provides a lot of fodder for us to talk about on the radio. Every year they release the annual Sex in America survey. It's done by Match.com, and basically they try and get into the heads of people that use their site. They've released a little preview of this year's Singles in America. One of the things that really popped this year was the amount of people that are fucking their roommates. Oh, like they're not in a relationship. They're just banging friends with benefits kind of deal. Sure. Convenience. COVID, man. You can't go a lot of places. They're there. You're there. Fuck it. In the past year, 27% of Gen Zers and 33% of millennials who are single have had a non-romantic roommate for the first time. Some of them, they're fucking (laughs) <laughs> that's it right <laughs> how does that come up like uh hey uh reminder the rent's due next month do you want to take off your pants uh yeah yeah I, where's that conversation start probably like i would assume like a couple of drinks oh you want to watch what are you doing tonight oh watch watch a movie or something i don't know yeah fuck whatever watch a movie and then and then you get the, the i'm kind of cold can we put yeah. a blanket <laughs> the same are way, you yeah. are you cold too and like the blanket gets fluffed over and now both of them are under the blanket and you know hand is a- ends up touching an ankle and first it's like the back of your hand touching the ankle and then all of a sudden it's like now it's the side of your hand and like 23 minutes later it's the palm of your hand and then and then it it slowly starts to progress from there but it's like real slow movements along the way and both of them are going like when when is this going to happen like somebody hurry up make a move it could be that it could be like very matter of fact like i feel like um, is that your move dave by the way it sounds pretty detailed it was pretty detailed i was gonna say a picture everybody (laughs) dave has had me over and i've like spent the night at his place and his hand hit you uh, my my hands never hit the back of his ankle (laughs) he (laughs) had two blankets on his couch and i thought oh fuck that's weird yeah Interesting. Well, my move now is just one blanket. That's it's got to be the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Two blankets, and everyone's you're kind of setting the the mood that you're going to be separated. One blanket, uh, things are going to happen. I could be wrong though, but I think some people are more like matter of fact about it now than maybe they used to be. Like I feel like people actually just have a straight up conversation about it. Well, you know like, how generationally, like the last generation or the generation before, always looks at the current generation and goes, "It's pretty brash," yeah. and they've yeah. been like that all along. Yes. Like. So are we at the stage now where people are having those like super direct conversations yeah. and and somebody else may be like, oh, that just seems so forward. Yeah, I and I think it's good. Like I'm all for it. I bet you most of the time it's, oh my God, I broke up with this person, whatever, or maybe not even a breakup. Just like, oh, I'm horny. Like I'm a human. I'm horny. I know you're clean and safe because I see you every day. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Are you good? You're not going to get attached to me. Like, I think people are find it less awkward to have those conversations, especially if you're already roommates. You probably have had conversations about relationships in the past or whatever. So you're already maybe at that friendship level. And then you go, you're good with it, right? You're not going to get attached to me. Like, let's just do this. So do you think when you're finding a roommate that goes through people's heads now? Like, is a, well, I could, I'm probably going to end up with this person at some point. Maybe, but I, I'm not sure. And by the way, who's to say, and Forget if I'm forgive me if I'm wrong here, Scott. But who's to say we're talking about opposite sex roommates? Oh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, all. right? No. Like, it doesn't stay in there though. It does not specifically See, and say. I, and I think that's another thing that could happen. Like you just don't know. You just, like maybe it was a never thought about it, but you got to know them. You just don't know. Well, you know what? We ordered skip the dishes. It's going to be here in 18 minutes. We got time. We got 18 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we got 17 and a half minutes. I don't know. It's convenient. Again, you know where they where they're coming and going and and. Their daily, you know, you know a lot about them for the most part. I assume is there roommates? Is there? But uh, man, I don't know. My my head can't go there. I can't. 
I can't do that without there being a level of intimacy and emotion. Yeah, I can't do it. So it's kind of like, what do you do? I I don't know. I'm just, it's a weird world. So when you're done, like, what do you do? You shake hands and be like, I have your information. We'll be in contact. Like, (laughs) no, the rent is still due. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, I still going to need that rent money. Like, I I don't know. Like one person goes one way. One person goes to go to their separate rooms. Seinfeld had a whole episode about this. Like what's after that? Is there a cuddle? Is there a a sleepover? Is the sleepover implied all that? There's so many important questions, especially when you're roommates, like, do you now go to your bed? Is it like, a, hey, anyway, I'm going to uh, go play Call of Duty. I'll see you. And like, yeah, is, is there an offense if, you're if getting you leave? It on, if you're just there to kind of get it on and it's not an emotional relationship, then yeah, get the fuck Wait out of my second. bedroom. It's my bed now. Bye. If you bone your roommate, you don't spend the evening like you don't sleep together and just go your separate mm-hmm. ways the next morning. It's really like, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Get out of here. In some cases, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, everyone, this isn't a one size fits all situation. I'm sure everybody's going to be different. Some people will deal with it with like a sense of humor, right? And be like, oh, that was funny. Remember that? Like, I can't believe you were that quick. <laughs> you know, like maybe they'll make jokes about it. I don't know. Every situation is going to be different. But what, just, do they do they say thank you or do like they just walk away? Oh, you and, should say thank you. you if, be, that's if they polite. go the extra mile. That's polite. Well, thank you. And, and you leave the like, I don't know. But like, that's what I mean. I don't I don't know. I don't understand it. And I don't know how you would make it work. I just I think my head would be too into it. I couldn't I couldn't get around See, that. And that I think you're right that it may be a generational it may be a generational difference. They, and they're already they're also um dating differently, right? Like yeah. they're dating differently than anyone ever was, so and they're doing things differently, so that's what's going to happen is it changes. I'm too much of a traditionalist. I would still call them a cab. Get yeah. The fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I live here. You just you just <laughs> lean over and whisper like cab fares on the dresser. <laughs> It's like, I, it's, I'm not saying you're a prostitute, but yeah, there's money on the yeah. table. It's for a cab. You can leave whenever. Like, don't <laughs> don't worry about me. And what happens is like, hey, well, I got to get up early. Like, you can't pull that. Yeah, you they, they live with you. They know they know what's happening. Then you don't do it. They Does just, it they happen? Know. And then you go out. Like, mm. there's so many things that just don't, <laughs> you, don't I make think sense. That you, I think you're overthinking it. I think that it's think just so? very yes. I think it's it's casual thing that happens. It's a casual thing that happens in some cases. So it's just like, oh, that happened. But you have to understand going into it, it's not an emotional thing. That's the key. Because if one person feels one way and one person feels the other, next thing you know, they're bringing a date in. A couple weeks later, they're bringing a guy or a girl home with them. And then you're going, well, what the fuck happened with us? Yeah, you see, and, you know? and I, That's consider, where it gets weird. I consider sex something that is intimate. And I consider there needs to be a level of intimacy that goes along with it or else I can't get into it. That's why I, I don't dig strip clubs because I'm like, she doesn't want to be doing this. And if she does, it's not because she likes me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I can't get my head around that. Like, I right. can't do the lap dances. Like, it's just never been oh. my thing because I, of- I, I can't look at that person and go, I'm getting what I need and I don't care what happens to you. I don't care how you feel. Right. I can't do it. It's too mental for me. I can't, I can't get around that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is off topic, but let me just point out uh, that fucking person at Pita Put, Pita Pit doesn't want to make you a Pita either, but you'll still make them work because it's a business transaction. That's their job. You're the customer. They're it's not the, the ones unwrapping it and feeding me the Pita being like, mmm, isn't this tasty? I'm just saying that we all have a job to do. And if I'm the customer, I just sort of assume maybe they like their job. Maybe they don't, but it's their job and I am the customer. So here we go. But if... I know, but there's a very big difference. If the girl's like, or a guy or whoever's working at Pita Pit is, you know, smearing on hummus, they're not like, mm, you like that, right? You want a little shot of tzatziki, huh? How about some of that mango chipotle spice? You like that? You like that? Like, no, there's nothing intimate about it. There's nothing intimate about the experience of ordering a goddamn pita. <laughs> nothing about it. Yeah, you go mean, order a pita today and tell me you're not a little bit turned on. Not apples Fuck. to apples. <laughs> not a, little, a little tzatziki sprays up into the air. Right? Oh, uh, you that can put some pineapple on the grill. Yeah, huh? Like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, that's clever. Can we toast it just a little bit. Ooh, yeah. just a little bit. Ooh, just toast it a bit. Toast just the tip. Okay, <laughs> but there are some similarities. I mean, when you do order your pita toasted, if you squeeze it too hard. That tzatziki's coming out the other end. That's fair, yeah. And if you toast it too long, you squeeze it, you don't know which end it's coming out of, which is a dangerous situation to be in. All around. That fucking pita was supposed to warn you first. Yeah. I thought it was coming left. It went right. My eye. This is messier than I thought I, than I thought it would be. Do you have any extra napkins? <laughs> or, or 
eating the pita, and like, okay, stay right, okay, stay right there. I'll go get you some napkins. <laughs> don't move, don't, don't move. move. It's in your hair. It's in your hair. Don't, don't move. move. Don't move. Don't move. I got it. So sorry. Let me get you some napkins. Hang on. <laughs> I haven't squirted the tzatziki in a few days. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just went crazy. It was just backed up. I'm I don't know. I, I just don't know. I lost control of it. The, the thing flew right off the top. In all fairness, if you eat a pita for lunch and eat another one later on, uh, the second one's going to take longer to eat. It's just all there is to it. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> That's for a lot less sauce on the second here? one. <laughs> how did we get here? What is happening? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Scott tried to make it sound like banging your roommate was like ordering a pita. <laughs> That's how we got here. No, it's because you tried to say, I, don't, I need an intimate relationship with the stripper before she can give me a lap dance. <laughs> That's not what I said. That's not what I, I said. I need more intimacy. Uh, tell me, where were you born? Before you, like, uh, yeah. Tell me a bit about your parents. Yeah. People? yeah. Uh, How's your relationship with your father? <laughs> <laughs> Glitter and therapy all at once. It's wonderful. Oh, I love it. Jeez. Uh, oh, fuck. We are so low on time. Self-pleasuring. Masturbation has seen a bump. One in three young people who are single claim their masturbation skills have improved during the pandemic. Oh. I never once thought of that as a skill. I also never thought I could get better at it than I already am. But here we go. Young people leading the way once again. They feel they're better at masturbation than they used to be. Is this an ego thing for the for the generation? Is it just we're know. better at everything? Yeah. Forty five <laughs> seconds, new record, boom! I'm getting <laughs> yeah, better. It's like, wait, that's not might not be good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, built yeah, for speed, not for stamina. I don't Guys, know. there's still so much more that we don't have time for here, so oh. we will leave it at that. And oh. say, but we don't. Okay, what right. about the old people shit? You were you talked about the old people shit nonstop. Tell me about the old people stuff. Okay, I you shouldn't say old well, people. Didn't you say something about? Oh, wow, what a crazy 50. stat! Over fifty. Over 50. Okay, yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remind no, me when you're fifty I'm to tell kidding. you that, that mm. you said that. Thirty-five percent of older adults are banging more than ever. And not just in the bedroom. We're talking about people that are 50 or older. 48% have done it in the living room. 38% in the bathroom. 28% in the kitchen. Oh. 24% in the dining room. And 100% next weekend is Thanksgiving. Have that in your fucking head when you go over to see mom and dad. (laughs) Gobble, gobble. <laughs> and then dad makes the inappropriate joke after a couple of scotches and is just like, you know, that turkey's not the only thing that was stuffed this weekend Hey-o. in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm s- standing in the kitchen and I'm just looking around going, hmm. Turkey might be dry, but your mom wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, if that conversation ever happened in my family, I would be trying to find the... The mm. fastest exit to that house. Moist yeah. like mama. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> That's when dad makes that same noise that Doug did when he had the No, no. I want to always think that my parents, my grandparents only had sex for the purposes of procreation. And that was it. That's all. I don't ever want to think about them in any other, any other light. Okay. But I mean, yeah, really. What you would you well, want? You want to sit down with your mom? Be like, Dad really railed you pretty good, huh? Like, do you really want to have that conversation, okay, look, Kat? There's layers. There's layers here. This oh, is not God. a either they tell you every fucking detail. Nobody wants that, or to know. Like, if my you know my parents have been married for what are they thirty eight years, something like that. They still love each other very much. If they told me, yeah, we still get it on regularly, cool, they would never. But let's say they did that. Cool, man. Save the details for yourself. I'm glad you guys fuck all the time. I aim to be that person one day. If that you, still fucks it, at that age. If your I'm mom said, happy for them. can you pop into my room and grab the the phone charger? And you go in and you find the Kama Sutra sitting on her nightstand. Like, are you not going to go, oh, God. Or if you open a drawer and you find something that maybe you didn't want to find. A toy of sorts. Yeah, and you're I wouldn't going, say anything. Oh, but but you okay but now you've got that in your head 
You're going to tell me that you can bury that? You're going to tell me you're okay to just leave that? I'd be like, whoa, that's some kinky shit, man. I I would light my mom's room on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. The weirdest thing happened. There's like a huge fire in your room right now. Everything you own is gone. (laughs) I don't know what happened. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I'll tell you what happened. (laughs) Everything's burnt to the ground. I'm just saying I'd be happy for them. That's great. I hope that most people still have that physical intimacy, you know, years later. And regardless of whether they're married or not, let's just say they're single. Let's say you got a single parent and you learn that they're getting it on with someone. Good. Fucking right. You get yours. I don't need to know details. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to know any details. Nope. Don't tell me your hips hurt because fill in the blank. I don't want to. Your jaw hurts today. Don't want to know that shit. But I'm happy to hear that you're having sex because it's a perfectly normal thing to do. It's fine. Who gives a, who gives a shit? Okay. That's All where right. I come from. I don't fun, care. I, and that said, by the way, I've never had that comment. Never heard of anything like that. I'm just saying I'd be happy to hear it. I like, don't think that's true. I don't think you would be. If your mom sat you down and just decided to tell you i don't think you would like to hear it what would ever bring about a situation where my mom would say kathleen come in here over for a second let me tell you about what my father did to me last night that would literally never happen what i'm saying is to know that it happens for them why can't we be happy about that Uh, scott if your mom's getting railed aren't you happy for her uh, yeah yeah great mom you go right the fuck ahead you go ahead and, and go ahead and do it i mean I don't really like to think about it. I just sort of assume that it happens, and that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm quite happy to be ignorant about. Yeah, you don't need to know details, but I'm saying if you know that it's happening, good. If my mom openly had that conversation with me, I don't know, maybe maybe it's in my head too. If she were to to sit down and have that conversation and say, yeah, you know, real things happen and and it's very normal and blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, well, this has been a good relationship, and thanks for being my mom for all these (laughs) years. Uh, It was a great, it was good knowing you. What happened to you? I'm leaving. (laughs) I want to know more about uh, if we flip this around for Dave. I mean, what if your mom asks you to go and get the charger off of her nightstand and and you roll into her bedroom and find a, I don't know, a pink cherry dual penetrating vibe or something like that? What do you do? Would you be happy for her? I told you what I would do. I would light her room on fire. <laughs> no, but she's oh. a human. Oh, it's dual penetrator. Okay, no. great. You get it in both ends at once. No. That's, can, that's efficient. Light gotta, that's so dis- We have to stop with this shit. Everybody's a human. They, Everybody's going to have sex. And maybe they, are, maybe they aren't. Maybe there's people out there that are. I know there's people in marriages that are perfectly happy never having sex. Uh, okay, you yeah. do you. But it's a perfectly normal thing to do, regardless if it's your parents, a, a parent of yours, a, a grandparent, I guess, whatever. Okay. You okay. crazy a little bit when you said that cat come Sorry, on but like I, well a grandparent yeah i get that might be a little weird to hear about my mom is I'm a not, grandparent i'm not saying you <laughs> she's not my grandparent but she's a grandparent your mm-hmm. your grandmother okay like i'm saying nobody needs to know details about anybody but to know that and as long as they're happy that's great our goal in life should be to, to be happy they're not doing anything illegal who gives a shit let them do what they got to do Okay, but using that logic, cat. then, if you want to sort of normalize that and just be very accepting and open and honest about the fact that our parents are, are having sex like bunnies in the fucking dining room of all places. Yeah, that's then, fucked. Then how come we're not, uh, uh, for example, on gift-giving occasions? Uh, have you ever considered no. giving your mom the, the rumble vibrating no. silicone strap-on no, or that, something like that? No, that Why fall, wouldn't you, though, falls, if it's a normal thing? No, because it falls under details. You don't need to know details, but it's a perfectly fine, healthy thing. That's yeah, great. I get it. I'm Don't not. I'm not trying to say that my my you know my family's asexual can you know never have intimate relationships and things like that. But I don't ever want to ever think about that. It, <laughs> ever, ever. As a child, it's did you ever you ha- did you ever hear your it's, parents going at it? It's how you got here. Maybe that's why I never have. Have you? Is this why? Yes. I'm just, okay. See, now we're getting to the bottom of it. My therapy now you're hat getting is Dave on. Agitated. That now, takes a lot. Now I understand because maybe it has to do with growing up, what you've seen and what you heard. I never did. I never heard. Like I'm, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they got away with stuff, just like I get away with stuff having little, having young kids and trying to sneak around that. I do it too. They probably did it. Good for them. They had three kids. If they found time to do it, I'd probably still be like, fucking right. Good that's, for you. That's when you find me hiding behind the furnace for three days. <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, Dave, Dave. You know, I listen, if mom and dad or mom and random that she picked up at a bar or whomever want to get it on, I suppose that's fine. I'm just questioning the the placement here. I mean. 24% of our parents, or sorry, not our parents, but of those 50 plus are doing it in the dining room. Yeah. 28% in the kitchen. And listen, 
I am yeah. all for it. If you want to be kinky, you be as fucking kinky as you want. But one thing I want to remind you of is you are over 50 and not nearly as limber as you used to be. And I'm sorry, but if you've got your fucking knee propped up on the kitchen counter to get railed in there, chances are it's not going to go back to the way it was when you put your knee back down. Mm -hmm. We've got to worry about the injury Mm -hmm. aspect of this. Yeah, mom and dad, put down a mat in the bathtub before you enter that at least, okay? Could you get one of those railings that you can hold on to? When you have to start sticky things that go on the bottom of the tub so nobody slips. When you have to start thinking about things like your meniscus or, (laughs) you know, your your hip being displaced or a displaced rib. Yeah, that's when you should maybe just like, let's bring the game down a a little bit. A line of older people sex safety products. Is that a thing? Maybe we should oh. start one. Well, they yeah. have like the swing. Like you're talking about having like like, like a safety swing. A safety swing. Like, you know, like a kid seeing, swing. Well, you know how they have those. You know, like the legs they, in it and yes. everything. You know how they oh have God. those infomercials with the bathtub where you could get the bathtub yeah. that opens up a door? Why can't we have more of those for sex reasons for them? You know, make sure mom and dad are safe when they're fucking. Okay. Is mom wearing her grippies? <laughs> like what? Her like, grippy shoes. Yeah. <laughs> PJs with the, you know, the feet in the bottom that they stick a little bit so kids don't slide all over the floor and get <laughs> Cushions from Make falling. sure they don't sprain something taking their pants off. Just insert a flap into every single one of their pants <laughs> for easy access. So, so the suggestion here is that anyone over a certain age should always wear tearaway pants. <laughs> yes. Yes, Dave. And wear a seatbelt at all times. <laughs> no matter where you are, always wear a seatbelt. You're sitting on the couch, wear a seatbelt. You're in the recliner, wear a seatbelt. Be safe. <laughs> Safety first. Oh, that's... Guys, <laughs> Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Dave's going to go have a shower now. (laughs) We will be back Monday with a brand new episode of After 9. McDonald's is officially bringing back the McRib nationwide, folks. When asked how they're bringing back the McRib during a pork shortage, McDonald's said, those two things aren't as related as you think. The number of dogs that are accidentally ingesting pot has skyrocketed. As more states legalize cannabis, more dogs are getting into the stuff. They say that if your dog sits on the couch for more than six hours, it either ate marijuana or is just a dog. (laughs) Nearly 60% of millennials will attend a Friendsgiving celebration this year. Also, Friendsmas and Friendependence Day and whatever else keeps them away from their weird anti-vax relatives. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.